Welcome! You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. (laughs) It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Happy spring equinox in the northern hemisphere and happy autumnal equinox in the southern hemisphere. We are officially waxing towards full sun as we enter this equinox in the northern hemisphere. I love spring. You can probably feel that sunshine making its way back into your life. It feels so good. And on this first day of the spring equinox, the sun enters into the astrological sign of Aries and so this marks an evolutionary cycle beginning again the zodiacal cycle beginning again so I want to get into that because we have this new season beginning and then the day after that starts we have a new moon so a lunar phase is also beginning again so there's so much to talk about with that we'll get into it additionally We have the nodes making a beautiful conjunction with Venus. I don't know if it's beautiful for some people, but I think it's beautiful. And then it's also going to be making an opposition, I mean a square to to the planet Pluto, which is having its big jump this week. Pluto finally entering into the sign of Aquarius for the first time in 245 years, y'all. Incredible. We are living in revolutionary times, evolutionary times, and uh, I want to get into this and how we can maximize our our own personal lives with these powerful monumental waves that are occurring. I want to offer up some hints in how, how I'm planned to navigate this new era that we are on the precipice of. So Pluto, the nodes, Venus, the moon, and the sun all making a a big comeback this week so I can't wait to share this information with you and most importantly just find ways in how we can tune in and start to live in rhythm and be a positive part of the change and the transformation riding these waves y'all big opportunities for cellular transformation on the horizon so let's maximize it make good use of our time here on earth take a moment to tune in as you inhale and exhale rooting yourself into the earth into the place where you are the place where you live dwell feeling your your anchored essence your anchored presence in the planet Start to breathe in your own rhythmic timing as you invite the energy up through your central axis, that vertical line through your spine, making your way through all the chakras, out into the crown, and then out into the space that surrounds you. And as you tune in, start to make your presence, make your presence become more aware Make your presence known (laughs) in that horizontal field. 
So from the vertical line, you begin to spread out into the horizon, into all directions that surround you, feeling the breath and energy circulating vitality, clarity, and freshness in, into your life. Invite that freshness into your life. And take one more nice deep inhale and suspend the breath. As you suspend the breath, root into your center of gravity a little bit more and feel the connection of your chakra system again, that line through your central axis. Invite more breath in as you expand just a little bit into the field, into your presentness, and then exhale and release. As you release the exhale, you'll start to feel the heartbeat so present, the groundedness of your heartbeat. Feel that pulse, how it ripples and circulates through your, through your body, into your fingertips, into your toes. And that pulse, that, that radiance that you're creating from your own heartbeat, that circulation you can use it to then circulate the energy, that sur- the space that surrounds you through your toroidal field. Up the central axis, out into the field, resourcing, restoring back into the center of the earth, and then coming back up through you again. This is a practice that is, I feel is going to be very important for all of us, staying grounded and present, but also being able to resource our energy. Just by anchoring into the earth, we tap into this this never-ending loving presence of source energy because we're present, we're we're becoming more aware of, of ourselves where we are in time and space. This is so important because the more you anchor your presence and then you allow that reverberation of light and energy and that essence of you to shine out and then resource again. This is holding a space in some way, you know, some way it's holding a space on the planet. It's holding a frequency, a presentness that we just need ourselves. You know, I, I have this phrase I say a lot where the earth needs grounded people. We need grounded, present, loving people on the planet more than ever. And the more consistent we are with our vibration, with our our anchoring and our presentness, the more we are holding an anchored presentness for the planet. In turn, we receive energy from this, just like resourcing energy. The next level of that is being able to use that resourced energy and that presentness to tune into our field and sense, sense through our sensory system, through our perceptions, feedback because the world nature life is speaking to us through our senses and the more we tune into that through an anchored center of gravity through a calm nervous system we'll get what we need we'll be guided for what's most important and what's going to be of benefit for our evolutionary transformation because Life is growing and evolving all the time and it wants to flourish and thrive. We just have to align with that. 
align with the thriving, right? Instead of surviving, <laughs> Quote, quoting all of us here, Megan Markle said it too. But this idea of like, it's not enough. This is Megan Markle's quote. It's not enough to survive. We have to thrive. And, you know, it's really true. I feel like this is what, this is what we're being called to do now is like find our inner light, our inner resource. It's all perfect timing and divine timing. As we enter into the spring equinox on March 20th at 3.24 p.m., we are basically, this is the Northern Hemisphere. They say that at the equator on the 20th of March, on the spring equinox, we experience equal day and equal night. 12 hours of day, 12 hours of night. And I've been in Alaska in the, win- in the summer when we start getting, when the days are very long and when the darkness starts to come back. These are, it's, this is the, my point. It's like your reference of where you are on the planet is so unique. That's why your birth chart is so unique to you. The moment that you came here, the place, the time, that you arrived, took your first breath. That's an epic moment. It can't be changed. It's yours. And so the idea for me of using, of syncing with the cosmos, of living in rhythm, this, this art of cosmic synchronization comes from us tuning into these natural cycles of time and space from our perception, our perspective on earth and then maximizing these rhythms, these cycles and waves as they occur. They're all each, each of us have our own unique sets of things that we're working on to help our soul evolve. That's the way I look at the chart is it's your soul's mission, so to speak. You can really find details into how to maximize your own evolutionary experience on the planet from looking at the, at your own birth chart. And then synchronizing that with these natural rhythms on earth. Now, how we do that is by calibrating our core, finding our center of gravity, tuning into our sensory perception and using the feedback to guide ourselves to sort of like fly the spaceship, really. (laughs) It's so cosmic. Okay. So spring equinox is a powerful time on the earth. All of the beginning of the seasons are the most potent times on earth because they are pivotal for us understanding the solar cycle. These are moments in time where the solar cycle has a, has its most prominence on our, it has this most, most influence on, on life on earth, because if the sun is waning from the winter, from the fall equinox towards winter, we know this is not the time to, to plant our seeds because the sun is going away and the weather will be getting cold. Likewise, when the light returns from that winter phase, when the light begins to return, it's such a, this is the cue. These are the times to activate and move into, into the light, into the future, into the seeds. We're planting seeds. And so spring equinox in the Northern hemisphere on March 21st at 3.24 PM mountain time is the exact moment of that spring equinox occurring. We're waxing towards full sun from this moment. And I love thinking 
See, everything comes back to the lunar cycle for me because the lunar cycle is like a small scale, sort of a human, it's manageable for humanity to kind of use the moon as a timekeeper. I use the moon to align with the sun. I use the moon to align with my cycle. I use the moon to understand the wax and the wane of life. And it is, it is so prevalent in the seasons. When I think of a spring or autumnal equinox, I think of a half moon. When I think of winter, I think of a new moon. When I think of summer, I think of a full moon. Because it's full light, full sun. So if it's a... If an equinox is a half moon, then I consider spring equinox to represent a waxing first quarter square or a waxing first half, which is the right side illuminated, which means that we're going to keep growing towards full sun. We're waxing towards full sun. And so this is a pivotal moment. If you can start to recognize these, these lunar rhythms, then you'll be able to apply it to astrology as well when you see squares oppositions, conjunctions, sextiles, these all represent lunar phases. And this is why I always recommend for everyone as much as you can to tune into the solar cycles because, I mean, the lunar cycles, because the lunar cycle will teach you so much about the energies and the essences of some of the other cycles that occur in life. A waxing half, first half is so different than a waning last half. <laughs> so, Spring equinox represents a, a waxing first half moon. If you can get your mind around that, <laughs> it's a great tool. And so spring equinox, again, it occurs on the 20th of March. And on this day, the equinox represents, in, in astrology then, it represents the sun moving into the zodiac sign of Aries. And so the sun entering into zero degrees Aries occurs as well as March 21st at 324 p.m. mountain time. We will be officially entering a new season and a new zodiacal sign. Now, Aries being the beginning of a season, it's the free, it's phase one of the beginning of spring. It is a cardinal sign. The other cardinal signs are Cancer, beginning of summer, Libra, beginning of autumn, and Capricorn, which is the beginning of winter. And so, Spring equinox marks the first day of Aries, which marks the first day of a new cycle, a new evolutionary cycle. It's called a, in some circles, they'll call it an astrological new year. I'm starting to, because I'm studying the procession of the equinox and I'm playing with astrology, the zodiac versus actual where the planets are. There, there's a, there's, well, it's a whole thing, but basically you'll hear me talk. I talk about it a lot when I refer to astrology, I'll, I'll call it a zodiacal. This basically the sun entering into the sign of Aries marks a zodiacal new year, the beginning of a starting a new cycle through the evolution of the zodiac. And this is powerful. It's a beginning. It's a new beginning. The light is returning. Life is returning. There is this inner flame, this inner spark, which brings me to the element that rules Aries, which is fire. So Aries is a cardinal fire sign. And some of the keywords I love using for Aries are pioneers, spearheads, trailblazers, innovation, initiation, 
instinct. It's head first. It's the ram. And so this sparking the life and the light of a new evolutionary zodiac phase is, is monumental in so many ways. I use a phrase too to, to describe this beginning. It's a willpower. It's the will to live, the will to be. And Aries is very much my, you know, self-oriented. It's the first sign of the zodiac. It has to do with self-initiation, self-awareness. So I always say like Aries represents the unapologetically me energy. And it's a good thing. That can be a very powerful tool if used in balance, this will, this will to live, (laughs) this will to be is a very powerful skill. So anybody that has Aries in their sign, you know, if you have Aries in your chart, you want to look at that and nurture that. That's the self-nurturing, self-awareness, self-will in the chart. And so any, this is where you can spark that, that I always consider it too, like a pilot light. It's really that inner light that's within that keeps us going. It keeps us alive. It's, it's our own light. I'm going to let it shine. You know, this little light of mine. So that said, with this new, this new spring coming, this new life coming in, this will to, to be and live coming through, is, is such a powerful thing. And then the day after, as of March 21st at 1126 AM mountain time, the moon wanes into its new phase, the moon and the sun on a new moon, the moon and the sun are together conjunct. So when the sun and the moon are together, we can't see the moon's light because the sun's light is too bright, but it begins the new lunar cycle day one of a lunar phase. So absolutely synchronistic that the last few months, basically the last few lunar cycles have all began at the very beginning of the, of the sign. So this new moon takes place at zero degrees Aries. It's practically, and you know, they are, we are going into this new, this new season with a new beginning in the solar cycle and a new beginning in a lunar cycle. New beginnings so powerful new beginnings. And as I said, in the last couple sessions, like we've had some major endings going on, (laughs) lots of late degrees happening. And in fact, on the, on the equinox, um, the, the day of the spring equinox in the Northern hemisphere, Pluto is at its 29 degrees, 57 minutes. We've got Mars at 27 degrees in Gemini. And then Pisces is at 25 degrees or Neptune's at 25 degrees Pisces. There's lots of late degrees and finishings. There's also lots of beginnings that are occurring. And, you know, I always think back to one of the most pivotal times, like if you can think back to the, if you lived a, if you're light, you know, not everybody has the same cycles and seasons in their lives and I get it, but I left my parents' house at 18 when I went to college and it was, you know, the very, it was basically a nodal. I was having my first nodal return <laughs> at 18. And, uh, it, this kind of reminds me of this. It's like that weird phase where you are leaving an old 
part of yourself and embarking on a brand new part of yourself. That's how this season feel, this season shifting feels to me is this particularly because I live in the mountains too. It's spring, but there's snow and I expect more snow. And I'm actually, I pray we get more snow. It'd be great if we did. And so, but in certain parts of the planet, the essence of spring is bringing rain showers and you might already have tulips popping up through the earth where you live. And these are the signs of life I was talking about. I've been talking about like the little essence that that spark of life, that energy that shows us that that life returns, that these cycles begin these cycles just keep going. There's a beginning, middle, end to every cycle. And that wax and that wane is what we're learning to dance through in life. And so again, I think it's so divine and synchronistic that we're beginning spring equinox, the first day of Aries season with an, with a new moon on the 21st. And so lots of Aries, it's this very beginning of Aries is like, can we look at ourselves? Can we come back to ourselves a meditation I'm doing it for this, you know, in this new, these next couple weeks, I'm just really considering, I'm just honoring myself, unapologetically me. And I'm really doing my best to listen on the deepest levels I possibly can and being honest with that listening, <laughs> which sounds like should be easy. It isn't. Um, it's because I sometimes will hear things and then I will maybe push on another thought that I think is more important. And then they'll get the little nudge again. And it's like, listen to the body, listen to the mind, listen to the spirit. Nature, life is speaking to us through our senses. Follow your guidance. This is the message I'm giving myself, especially as there's, you know, like, I, I just feel like it's going to become more, I mean, we have to trust ourselves, y'all. And, and take take root in who we are and be ourselves. That's what this Aries time is about, is a self-empowerment, which sounds like it should be so triumphant, but it's a lot of work to be triumphant and victorious, to be that warrior spirit, you know, that spiritual warrior. So cosmic as well, that listen to this. So on the new moon, the, the moment of the new moon is actually the moon and the sun at zero degrees Aries are kind of nestled in between Mercury and Neptune. Neptune's at 25 degrees Pisces, Mercury at five degrees Aries. Not so, so important, but if you see it in the chart, which I usually post and share my, I'll share it on the website this week. But the, the chart is really beautiful in that it feels like the self is being held with it's, it's being snuggled and supported by the spiritual and the dreams, by our spirituality and our dreams, like our connection to the source again, our resourcing, as well as our expression, like encouragement to express and let our soul shine, like let it shine. Be held in, in the visions, in the dreams, in, in the prayers that you have and trust and go forth into shining your light, let your light shine. So whew, there's support here to spearhead, pioneer, trailblaze, innovate, initiate, use your instinct and your prowess to move into the future. It's time y'all. Okay. So that's the, all the Aries energy that's coming in with the equinox, the sun and the moon. On top of this, on the equinox day, we have the 
North Node and Venus exactly conjunct. Now, if you've been listening and studying with me for listening to my teachings and studying with me, you'll know that I refer to the nodes, Venus, Pluto, and the moon, and Chiron. (laughs) That's a lot. But I refer to these planetary bodies or celestial bodies as evolutionary pathways. When I look at a chart, I use these as key points in how to sort of point my soul ship towards the direction of the future. That's their, their touchstones and in alignment points that they're kind of like mile markers in how to maneuver into my evolutionary journey, my process. So on the equinox on March 20th, and then the couple days following Venus is conjunct the North node of the moon in Taurus. Now, Venus is at home in Taurus. It's empowered in Taurus. Taurus is the middle spring sign. It's that be that where, where things are really blooming, where, where the smells and of, of the flowers and the colors are popping and the rain is falling and cleansing and nourishing and, and restoring waters, fresh healing waters to the planet. (laughs) So this Taurus energy, this appreciation and beauty and love and essence of like our values and what's most meaningful are being nurtured by the North node, the direction that we're heading, our future, our soul's evolutionary head, the head of the dragon. So potent because we already have the Aries energy of all that head energy, spearheading, trailblazing and pioneering energy of Aries. It's going to be amped up with the North node and Venus conjunct. And so your value systems, like this is a powerful time to align your value systems into your, into the direction where you're going into your own future steps, like into your prayers, into your intentions. What are you looking to manifest and create in this world with your life, your life's legacy, your actual presence and essence on the planet? I mean, this is a powerful time to align yourself and like, what will I give? What will I, what, what can I contribute to the new, to the new perceptions and the new perspectives that we're building on this planet right now for humanity, for my own self-enjoyment, for my own fulfillment. This is really time to align with the things that you appreciate and value and, and find most meaning in and amplify that. So that North Node and Venus conjuncting in Taurus is one thing, but then the South Node is also opposing Venus. This is all happening at four degrees. So if you have anything at four degrees in the fixed signs, this is definitely going to be, or near four degrees, this is going to be activated for you specifically, but for all of us for sure, but you specifically. So that North Node or that, that Venus at four, four degrees Taurus is going to also be opposing the South node in Scorpio. And again, it's like, whatever you don't need for the future, you got to leave it, let it be. Things will be revealed. And this is kind of, what I was getting at about like, like get real and honest with yourself. Do I really need this? Is this serving me and my higher purpose and my fulfillment in this time? If it's not perfect time to let it go, let it grow back into the soil so that it can become something else that's more meaningful. Okay? Such a powerful window in time. 
And then there's a Pluto thing happening with the nodes. Pluto is going to be squaring the nodes as it enters into Aquarius. Now this thing is going to be going on, on and off for a while. It's kind of already doing it. But this moment in time is, is pretty powerful because, again, Pluto's a, Pluto and Venus both represent evolutionary pathways in my perspective. Pluto is the ultimate evolutionary transformer in the chart. And so it coming into a square with the nodes is bringing up again, sort of crossroads. There's a crossroads in transformation right now. And we have to get really centered and grounded and present with ourselves so that we can make the moves that we need to make in this uh, transformative and monumental time. Okay. No pressure. (laughs) So here's the thing. You've probably already heard about it. If you're even looking at astrology, you know that Pluto is entering. And if you've been listening to me in the last year, Pluto is entering into the sign of Aquarius for the first time in 245 years. The previous cycle of Pluto at zero degrees Aquarius began in 1778. This Pluto cycle was from 1778 to 1798. Pluto entering into the sign of Aquarius for, for the first time in 245 years is absolutely monumental. So no one on the planet right now has experienced and lived this transit, just like we didn't when Pluto went into, Aqua- into Capricorn in March of 20, 2008. So it's been in Capricorn since 2008, and now here we are on March 23rd, at approximately 6.23 a.m. Mountain Time, Pluto enters into the sign of Aquarius at zero degrees. This cycle, Pluto will basically be lingering at zero degrees until June, and then it will retrograde back into Capricorn, and it will go forward and backward and forward. It will not officially go into Aquarius until November I mean, it'll be in Aquarius, but it will be officially lingering, not going backwards into Capricorn. And it won't, this won't occur until November of 2024. So we have a little bit of time. We have like a year and a half to play with this, getting sort of insights into the future and how to move into this new evolutionary phase of Pluto. So we've got some time, but this first monumental, this shift, this step into it, this first step in. It's going to be fun to witness. It's, woo, it's coming up this week. Feel it. Observe what's happening in the collective. And obviously, if you have anything in the beginning degrees of Pluto, you might be feeling some really deep transformation in your own personal life. Now, recognize whether you have that or not, we will all be experiencing some sort of collective essence of it, you know, but... Uh, but when you have it in your chart, your specific chart, this is a time, you know, you got, you get to work with it more personally and more, more specific and custom. So if you need support with this, obviously reach out, book a sesh. I'm here for you. Let's talk about this. So this first wave of, of Pluto and Aquarius from, at zero degrees starts on the 23rd of March, goes through June. This is going to be bringing up Pluto and Aquarius, well, I don't really want to project onto it. I actually would rather us experience it and feel it. But what I do know from my studies is that Pluto, again, it is the great evolutionary transformer of the chart. It is, it is 
death and regeneration. It is transformation. It is change. It is the soul's mission. And so when I look at Pluto in the chart at Aquarius, there's so much weight with Pluto that it's this is a really cool concept I learned from Jeffrey Wolf Green, who helped establish evolutionary astrology. It, the I, the concept is is because the weight of Pluto is so great in in the sign of Aquarius that we use the Pluto, what he calls the Pluto polarity point, to create balance. And so the opposite of that would be zero degrees Leo. So we balance with Pluto moving into the sign of Aquarius. We're gonna work the Pluto. How we navigate the next 20 years is by balancing the polarity between Aquarius and Leo. While Pluto was in the sign of Capricorn, we were balancing the essence of the archetypal energies of Capricorn and Cancer. Really interesting. I, and, you know, polarity points are huge in the embodiment practice and the hermetic principles, the idea of balancing yin yang, right? In Taoism, it's like, it's, it's the, we live on a polarity planet as my friend Jericho would always say. And she's so right. So how we create balance and, and grace with these, with, within the polarity is by feeling the unity, the places where they, they come together, feeling how we can balance the energies between the two in order to, in, in order to evolve, in order to change and grow. So what is Aquarian energy? We've talked about this with all the Saturn and the sun energy that has been going on there, that Aquarius is the future. They are the rebellions, the, they are the rebellious ones. They are the unique within the collective. Aquarian energy is, is also very humanitarian because it is the unique within the collective. It does care about the collective, but it also likes to be abstract and unique. And it's, it's often like a, a word I use, I use the word unique a lot because it is so, the Aquarian energy is frankly alien. I said that a lot too. Aquarian energy is alien. They think they have the capacity to think way outside the box and it's a powerful skill to have when you're thinking about the future, right? So also just when I'm saying this, I'm like thinking about all that ener that Aries energy. What a powerful time for Pluto to come into Aquarius with the sun and the, all of the Aries energy on point. It's like spearheading and trailblazing into the future, innovating for the future. And what you'll find is that through Pluto, humanity changes. If you look back at, so we can talk a little bit as we get into it and feel it. I'll talk about it more, but it's always best to like look at where we've been so we know where we've been and, and how we've evolved to this point. If you think about Pluto and Capricorn over the last, since 2008, balancing the polarity between Cancer and Capricorn is, a, is, is this really f fine line between survival and the societal structures, authority, and inner comfort, security. So it's like Capricorn represents power, earth structure, governments, 
it's it's really societal structures in a lot of ways. And then when you look at cap, uh, the sign of cancer, it's about home. It's about security, food, clothing, shelter, water, my emotional balance. And so the the opposition between those two have definitely been playing out over the last so many years and coming to a head and with, you know, there's other things that were going on in Capricorn that were activating that. Now we have this opportunity to now change and shift into an our own conceptions around Aquarian futuristic energy and Leo energy, the, the Leo energy, which is taking our power back, being creative, being the sovereign, being the ruler, being the royal. It's the royal rebellion. <laughs> The Royal Rebellion is on, right? This is the Aquarian Dawn. Is It's time for us to all crown ourselves, become spiritual warriors, and take our seat at the table, you know? So, uh, big things go on, as they say. <laughs> so, you know, with this Pluto business, you also, you want to look back, like, because again, I'm trying to not project into it. There's a lot of things that are on the horizon, but, you know, I'm not going to. I don't want to project. I want us to witness and create for ourselves because we have the power and capacity to do so. So we can look back at where we've been in the previous cycle, but we can also look back to the previous time that Pluto was in Aquarius. Now in 1778, the United States, and you know, basically it's kind of fascinating, but in 1778, the French joined the United States, which wasn't, you know, the basically they were the colonies at that point. France joined the colonies in their fight against Britain for independence. So the Revolutionary War, the American Revolutionary War was in full swing. Americans were fighting for their freedom from Britain. And France can, in, in 1778, France decided to help, joined forces, started um, bringing in more of their military. So... It just is like doubling down on our, on our push for freedom. That's another word for Aquarius, freedom, liberation. Oh, so yeah, I, I have big prayers and hopes for humanity in this time. Like I am, I'm, I'm hopeful. I still am. Like it's hard, I, it's hard to say it in this time because there's a lot of heaviness in the world, but it's true. I am. I'm hopeful. And part of it is because I know I'm doing my work and I know several of you who listen on a regular basis that are doing your work as well. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier about calibrating our core. When we're centered and grounded and present, the guidance that we need, the feedback that we need is there for us to tune into. So I have no fear with that. I, I have to keep trusting that the universe has got me, that I can resource, that God's got me, that I can resource my energy. I can resource from earth. I can resource from myself and start to shine my light in a way that's holding a positive frequency on the planet right now as best I can. You know, these waves, I'm telling you, these waves, they're big, monumental waves. Mm. So, um, <laughs> you know, I have a friend who I, I meant to bring this up in the court calibration part of this episode, but I have a friend who like kind of was asking me the other day, like, are you even feeling any of this? And I was like, girl, please. Of course I am, you know? And like, you might be hearing me optimi waxing optimism on the living rhythm podcast. Cause that's how I roll. If I'm going to show up, you got to, 
shine the light, you know, but in my own little zone, you know, I've been going, it's, it's, there's a lot of transformation and change going on for every single person on this planet right now. So have some love and compassion for each other on that and recognize that everybody's handling it in different ways. I, I honestly am doing the very best that I can to live what I'm speaking and live by example and practice what I, what I preach. And so in doing that, like the centering is one of my best tools right now, the one to three breath reset. And my other thing that I love to practice is that 17 second pivot. I got it from my friend, Jerica. 17 seconds to pivot, shift your focus. That's it. Because if you're focusing on something that isn't serving you, or if you're feeling a roadblock around, shift the energy so that you can change the vibe. And then the insight will come and the flow will come when it's time. And I'm just like, again, I'm learning to trust in the timing. I'm learning to trust in my own inner guidance and my own centering and my own ability and capacity to resource and shine. Because, you know, again, that's another way that I've been balancing the polarities. It's like, if things feel heavy, go towards the light, the lightness. It's, you know, I'm blessed and grateful that I can do that. I'm grateful and blessed blessed and grateful, grateful and blessed. You know, it's like if, if do what you can for, and, and give thanks for what you've got and honor it and cherish it, bless it, show love to the people around you in these powerful, pivotal times that we're living in. And, you know, I really do encourage you to come back to yourself, to, to nurture your own self-empowerment in this time. Because we have a really incredible opportunity. The stars are aligned for us to take this power back and to ride this, this grace between our own evolutionary wave of basically taking, crowning ourselves and becoming those, that royal spiritual warrior that we are <laughs> that has to, that's going to need, it's needed to basically live in this time. And this is what we, we need to step into our prowess and our, our royal radiance and let it shine so that we can survive and we can thrive. We want to, we want to thrive y'all. So I will say that, you know, if you're feeling the weight of, of the changes, practice the polarity points, that Leo energy that Aries energy, <laughs> they're the biggest in the room. The Leos and the Aries, they're the biggest in the room. Sag too. But really those lions, let their presence be known. And, you know, we're being encouraged to do that right now. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to be present. It's like, turn on the light. You don't have to have a big spotlight that like the whole world can see just your light, just your inner pilot light, you know? So with the spring equinox coming through, relight the pilot light, nurture that flame. May it grow into a beautiful bonfire that keeps you warm, that can help nurture you, that can help warm you. It can warm others, 
you know, this is the time we're looking to keep a steady beat and let our soul shine, y'all. So I will also say this too, that with the, with the, all of the transformation that's coming, it's like, I call it the solular transformation. We are changing on a very deep solular level. So some of us may be feeling very like we're still inside the chrysalis, like we're that we're not the butterfly with wings just yet. And again, I want you to nurture your timing and your your own rhythm because that's how you can stay in tune is by finding your own rhythm and your own heartbeat. So like I said, it might be the little flame or it might be a bonfire right now. And I just like catch a fire, whatever it is, and uh, let your soul shine, y'all, because... It doesn't matter how, who you are and where you are. You're here right now. You're alive on this planet. And so because of that, you, you're worthy and you're, you mean something because you're here. So because you're present and you're here and you're listening, just give yourself some love. Tap into that source energy that's here for all of us. And let it be, a, let it be filling, let it fulfill you and nurture you so that you can live your life and do what you came here to do, just, which is just to be you, you know, I mean, really, that's all we have to do is be ourselves and, uh, more on this Pluto stuff as we feel into it, but I highly recommend everyone catch this, uh, as the season shifts, you know, as you feel this waxing towards full sun, like recognize that it's the lunar way. It's the lunar wax too. We can ride these waves, these monumental waves. If we know if we're centered and grounded, and if we understand where the wave is, if it's happening, we can catch it in perfect timing and, uh, it'll be of benefit for us. It'll resource us. Trust in that. All right. I'm so excited for the future and I'm grateful for all that I have and all that I am. And I'm grateful for you. (laughs) So thanks for tuning in. I love and appreciate you so much. And I'm wishing you the very best always in all ways. Let your soul shine y'all. And if you need a little support, I'm here for you. Just reach out. All right. Blessings and love. Peace.